We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, November 14th. We'll be talking about the nine game NHL slate tonight. I know there's a couple of basketball games. There's not that much going on today, but uh, hit that like button anyway. Hit the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Feel free to post in the YouTube chat. We'll always take care of you there. Join with me, the man that's gotten me. Got me heavily involved in uh, NHL. I've been doing, I've been doing pretty well. I have a whole bunch of tickets for that 888 contest coming up. Oh, uh, yeah, I want a bunch of those. So uh, I've been focused on the smaller field stuff, even though, like, typically my skill set is more for larger fields. But because I do the small field stuff in soccer, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, okay, I have to think of soccer. Then just put it to NHL, add some baseball kind of dynamics in. And let me tell you, it's been, I, I played eight total slates of NHL. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm not playing NBA DFS. I mean, I'm, I'm not even considering it <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, lo- I'm loving this. And I'm loving this NHL DFS. Thank, thank you for, for getting me finally convinced. Finally. For I finally year, convinced like, you. How to play yeah. this. Yeah, and now I, mean, I am, and is, I'm learning. And I, and I like is, to bring the learning to this show, especially yeah. for people that may not play NHL DFS. Yeah, it, it is so in your wheelhouse, Blunder NHL. I mean, it's like perfect. It's perfectly made for you and your your way of thinking, and it's just that's just it's a perfect game for you. So I'm glad that you finally, finally have jumped on board. Plus, you've been killing it on the prop streets too on NHL. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our our props team is just doing unbelievably well. Um, two two so, years so well, so well too. that Andy Means is is limited on, on DraftKings. I know, 
I know. I mean, it's 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 insane how well we've done in props. So it's you know, it's definitely and it's a lot of fun to watch. I love to watch hockey just from a from a human perspective. Um, I, I love it. So it's a great sweat. Would, would it would it amaze you? Would it surprise you, Tim, that I I played NHL DFS? I've not yet watched any game. So no. I, I'm like you. I'm like you in most sports. I don't really like to watch the games. You know, like I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know ball. I don't pretend to know ball. You know, that's not what I do. But hockey, hockey, I do enjoy quite a bit. So I do, I do watch the games, but I am not surprised in the least that you do not watch the games. But, but it's very similar to me, me and you when it comes to soccer. Like I, my, the sport, yep. sport that I like the most is soccer. And it's what I started in DFS with. But I could sit down yeah. and watch a soccer game and not have DFS mm-hmm. lineups or anything. You're the same way right. with hockey. Me, I'm, I'm, not I'm the same way with hockey. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so let's take a look at today's slate. And uh, obviously, I want to pick your brain about you know certain things. I'm focused. See the the, the thing about the, the 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 mindset shift that a lot of people have to get in uh, in NHL DFS from other sports is that the field size dynamics really matter so like if you're used to playing the large field contests in nba or in nfl like nfl if you're playing the millie maker in nfl like the largest field contest in nhl is only going to be like 5300 entries or something which that's still a fairly large field but like in the millie maker you kind of have to get like everything right like everything everything right right. everything the one-off noah brown the 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 CD Lamb Dak Prescott you have to get like everything uh, to win those unless you're unless you're Utico that won the Millie with a six point nine from B. John Robinson two weeks ago I don't yeah, know he how got, he, he did got that. the triple stack right I mean you no I yeah. know but imagine imagine getting seven points for your running back and winning the Millie right that's not supposed to happen most of the time you know what I mean right <laughs> so, but the yeah. same dynamics are at play for the smaller field stuff so in NHL lobby if you're gonna play like I've been focused on the hundred man level, hundred to five hundred man, which is probably in your wheel. Like Tim, that's what you focus on more. You're yeah. gonna play the one twenty one, the two twenty two, the the whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm playing the forty dollar whatever for five hundred and eighty two entry, and now obviously yeah. the twenty dollar contest or fifteen or whatever they have it. That's like five thousand entries. Like for those contests, very similar to soccer, that you're pretty much gonna have to get the line of the night. Right. Yeah. If there's a line that scores three goals in order to win the large field contest, you're going to need that line. You, I mean, you're absolutely even if they're even if that line is only two or three percent owned, like it's going to be it's going to be in the winning lineup in a five thousand person contest. The thing is, is that in a hundred man contest, you may not even need you do. Connor Bedard scored God knows how many points that other slate last week. And I came in second in the eighty eight dollar contest because right. there was only one lineup with Bedard and of course the rest of his lineup didn't get there so it's like you don't have to in these in these smaller field things you don't have to be perfect and enough goals get scored right I said this the last time in soccer if I'm playing a five game soccer slate there may only be nine goals right mm-hmm. and maybe three of them are from substitutes that are not, not even rostered <laughs> so like there may be like six actual starting goals you're probably going to need most of them to, to even right. in the hundred man contest, you may not need all of them, but you'll right. need most of them. And in hockey, it's hard. It's it's I'm, I'm coming to terms with, you know, you know, the, the seven o'clock games will start, you know, you get this Boston game, the Pittsburgh game, Calgary, Montreal, Vegas. And, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, oh, Sidney Crosby and uh, Malkin score or Car- Eric Carlson scores. And then my soccer mentality is, Close laptop. Get right plug like like up. Nope. I don't have I don't have Pittsburgh power play one. Uh I'm done. And it's like, no, that I'm like literally they could not even be close to the winning lineup because if that's the only goal they score, like right. they're expensive and that, that's not that's not enough. It's not it's enough. Not, it's right, it's it's not enough. And even if dude, even if they score two goals, and then I have, you know, like maybe I have the lightning or something, and the lightning go and score six goals. Right. And, you know, I'm sitting there saying Kucherov has 35 points. It's like it doesn't matter what the Peng. It's like it doesn't even matter what the Penguins did, which is very similar right. to baseball, Tim. Where you know, an early game, you get you know that the Braves go off for nine runs. 
and you're sitting there going, well, uh, my lineup doesn't have any Braves in it. And then the Twins are playing at 830 and they put up 12 at cheaper mm-hmm. prices. And it's like, well, you don't even need the Braves at all. I mean, in the large field contest, you may need a one-off Acuna. You may need a one-off right. Matt Olson. You may need some, maybe one of those guys as one-offs. But in the 100-man contests, like the 222, like it's quite yeah. possible that a whole bunch of go- you're playing the Chalk Panthers at 1030. And all these teams are scoring goals, and you're just sitting there with, like, four spots in your lineup going, yep, I'm just waiting to 1030. And when the Panthers put up seven goals, like, it didn't even matter. Like, like it doesn't even matter. Like, dude, some of these expensive 9K guys could have, like, 30 points. And you can't fit them in with the Florida Power Play 1 stack. So it's like, oh, they get they just get priced out of a winning lineup, especially in the 100-man type of contests. So, like, to yep. me, when we first started – like the first slate that you came on with NHL, like I was still under the mentality of like, I got to, I got to find, I got to find that line. I got to, uh, could it be Arizona today? Could it be like, like that's not, that's a more of a large field mentality. Yeah. I've been focused on these, these past slates on what teams are expected to score a whole bunch of goals. How many combinations can I play of those teams? And how do I piece them together in a way that, other people may not be doing as much of. And I'm finding that like, you know, a team that has like the second or third implied highest implied team total and the 222 in a hundred man contest, they're like 16% owned. Right. But I have four right. of them. And then I'm playing, you know, I'm, I'm playing the chalk, uh, uh, $3,700 defender. Who's like 42% owned. And he, he still, he puts up eight points. And I still come in third place. I mean, like, it's like, I, I, it's, like, it's I didn't crazy. need that, like that, that the $2,800 defender that ends up with three points for some odd reason on some weird team. Like, he's just not, he's like, no one has him. Like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. The large field lineup has him. The right. small field doesn't. So like, I get your point from the beginning of like, don't look at, you know, third line power play two units on middling teams. Even if they're cheap, it's like, dude, Right. Just try to find as many points, goals, and assists as you right. can and try to, like, piece them together in a correlated way. Yeah, if I had known, like, I, I, I guess if I if I had known that I, – I thought you were playing, like, you know, the $15, like, 20 teams and the $15. I was originally it, doing that, but then I, then I okay, looked at the smaller okay. field stuff, and I'm like, dude, I could take – I play yeah. the smaller field stuff in soccer, right? right. So, like – so if I just – get my soccer mentality into NHL, then I could just, and, and soccer, there are slates, five game slates where I literally cross off like seven teams. It's like, nope, right. these are the three teams that I'm focused on. I'm playing five lineups and I'm just playing combinations of those three teams and that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I only play smaller field basically like in every sport and in hockey, unless there's some kind of like cheap third liner who might get exposure on the first power play um, I basically just cross uh, third and fourth lines right off. Um, there are a couple exceptions to that rule. Like the LA Kings have a really, really strong third line. Uh, there's a couple other teams that have like pretty strong third lines. But for the most part, I'm just like, I just, I don't even worry about third and fourth liners in small field stuff. Jacob Harvey in the YouTube chat asked a question that's very similar to baseball mentality. Should we be avoiding high-owned one-offs? It's similar in baseball. Well, I'll use the only in stacks button in lineup HQ. So it's the concept is, is that let's say in baseball, typically you're playing like a five-man stack, right? You're playing a five-man stack. Maybe you're playing three one-offs with the five-man stack or something. Five, two, one, four, three, one, something like that. And obviously in hockey, you have to play skaters from three teams uh, that – Let's say the Braves, you know, the Braves are chalk, right? The Braves stand because they're they're always chalk, right? That right. if if uh if Matt Olson or Ozzy Albies or Ronald Cunha, like if they're doing well, it's most likely that the four of the Braves and Stacks are doing well, and the stack is twenty percent owned, and Acuna is thirty eight percent owned. That if Acuna has 28 points, it's most likely that the Arizona, that the, that the Brave stack has gotten there. So right. why, if you're playing the, the Mariners, like don't play, like play a, play one of the Braves one-offs that isn't 38% owned, play the, uh, play the, 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 
the shortstop, play the catch, play Sean Murphy, right? That's not as high owned, but don't play like the highest owned guy. So in NHL, it would be similar to like, for instance, if uh, if uh, Colorado was chalk on a slate, right, right, or we could right. use the we could use the example here. I mean, just in uh, in yeah, I was gonna. I was going to say, let's use today's slate. Let's talk about Matthew uh, Matthew Kachuk, who's right. going to be uber chalk, I would imagine. And and you know, nine games—that's not like a monster slate. Like sometimes we have slates where, like you know, there's like 12, 13 games. You know, nine. I mean, it's big, but it's not humongous. So I I expect ownership to condense even more. And to answer that question from YouTube. In in any field size, whether it be large field or what you and I play, the 222 or the 400 or whatever, there's no chance I'm one-offing Matthew Kachuk. It's not I'm not I'm not going to do that. There's such a good chance that if Matthew Kachuk gets there, he's bringing uh, at least one or two of his uh, you know teammates with him. Uh, right, most no, like no you're competing because in the in the in the in the especially in the smaller field contest, like Florida is obviously a huge favorite on the road the San Jose, who's a horrible team. So you have to expect like the, like a popular combination is going to be something like Barkoff, Kachuk, Ver, Verhage, Forsling, or something like, like those four guys combined. And maybe, maybe there'll be a mixed in mix in of, uh, you know, Reinhardt or Ekman Larson in there yeah. that these are all like, if, if Matthew Kachuk scores two goals, like all these other guys are getting the, like the, Two assists are coming along with all of the all of these other players right. in that right. case, and they're right. also owned. So, like, if you're going to go and go, like, I'm going to play uh, Dallas two or something with you know, I'm going to play Dallas one and a Kachuk one off. Like, it makes more sense that if you're going to play any one off on the Panthers, it would be a guy from like the second line, right? You like mm-hmm. right, right? If if any if anyone, it's quite possible you just don't play any. Panthers as one-offs maybe a defense like to me the defenders may be fine as right. one of it based on that concept and I know that Kirby Travis says Acuna can hit a home run double and steal two bases for 29 points and the Braves do nothing yeah of course the correlation yeah. between players on a baseball team is not r equals one but there right. is a positive correlation so given the choice if Acuna was projected twice as high as any other outfielder the projection would make up the difference of like, no, it, he's such a good one-off. Let's say Acuna was minimum price 2000. <laughs> like, like maybe you play him as a one-off, even if he is 50% on because his projection for his salary is going to be like so much higher that the correlation does the negative correlation between the stack doesn't make up for it, but that really doesn't exist in hockey. I mean, you, we, you really get, you're not going to see Nathan McKinnon at like 4k. And be like, right. well, I'm just going to play him and not the other Avalanche. Right. I mean, there's always possibilities. What's always kind of a bad beat in hockey is is when you play, you know, Kachuk with his line mates at even strength, or um, and then some, you know, third pair defenseman gets the assist. Mm-hmm. You know, so you only get like the you know the Kachuk goal and not and none of his teammates, you know, get anything else. That that that's, kind that's of less a, likely to happen. It's more yeah, like, I mean, that, right. Like that is a scenario that can happen and that's kind of unlucky, but for the most part, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I mean, the chalk tonight is going to be lo- loading up on these Panthers. Uh, I think Carter Verhage is still, yeah, he's still <laughs> under six K. He, he skates with Kachuk at, at even strength and on the power play. So, I mean, that's like amazing correlation at a at, a, at a, a really really cheap price tag on the best matchup on the slate, the Panthers have a four goal implied total, which in hockey is quite large. Yeah. Um. So like, got you know, guys like Carter Verhage, guys like Matthew Kachuk, Sam Reinhart, uh, Alexander Barkov, um, those are your those are the guys that you have to you know those are the most owned guys on this slate i i think by by a large margin and those are the guys you're gonna have to make decisions on because they're gonna they're gonna be the chalk they're gonna be the chalk no no question so other construction dynamics in in nhl that i've noticed is that like i want to get we're talking primarily of small field versus large field 
Okay. Yeah. Because I, I I downloaded the CSVs from both, and I'm taking a look through lineups that from sharper players on the Roto Grinders leaderboard, and mm-hmm. I as a heuristic, would you would you say that this is possibly true? I mean, remember heuristic means that it's not it's not going to be exact, but just like in baseball, if I told you on DraftKings just stack five man like every slate no matter what, you're going to be ahead of the field regardless. If it's a three-game slate, nine-game slate, different dynamic, just just take a team and take five batters from it, and don't worry about if there's a three-two-one, three-two, whatever lineup. Uh, in the smaller field contests, when our ownership projections come out, right? Because there's zeros now, right? If you just as a heuristic say, I'm just not going to play, like on a nine-game slate, if you just said, I'm playing the two twenty-two. I'm playing the 121. I'm playing a small field contest, even the $40 one, 500 entries. If you just said, I'm not playing anyone under 5% owned. I'm not playing anyone under 3% owned. Like, obviously, this is large field ownership here. But like, if you just, like, if if a guy is, is 1.2% projected owned, it's probably because he projects a little bit lower than other people in that range. He's probably on a mm-hmm. little bit worse of a team. And you're competing against 99 other people. Do you want to be the only one with that guy? You don't need, you don't need, like, you don't need those players. So what I've been doing is, like, I take a look. I I sort by point per dollar, and I see, like, Nick Jensen, 2,500 defender, right? Right. White Cloud, right? And I'm like, Grandland, right? The San Jose center on the biggest underdog on the slate. And I go, Mm. if I just use lineup HQ and I don't use the heaviest correlation using, you know, like four, three type of combinations. I may get a lot of like Granlin as a one-off Connor Zary has been a popular one-off recently for Calgary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my attitude is on these guys, like you'll see that the ownership, maybe not Zary, but you'll see like Jensen, white cloud, Granlin, like with like one, one and a half percent ownership. Like they're mm-hmm. only just median values, but they're not very good when it comes to upside that if you just ignore these guys, like instead of like xing them out, I just go into like uh, I go into uh, build rules, I go into mm-hmm. custom settings, and I literally add a rule. Right, I go uh, give my lineups less than one all position who have less than you know two percent projected ownership, right, or something yep. like that. It's like for the small field, con- this is primarily for small right. field, and then right. maybe it's three. You look and you go, where's the line that you want to draw? And instead of doing by fantasy points, I just do it like, you know, on a larger slate. Maybe I'm like, I'm just not going to play anyone that's under 5% owned, projected owned. So at least I'm getting all the good pieces kind of together like that. Because, dude, finding the 1% owned guy that scores two goals, like, it's just, I I don't, I shouldn't even, it shouldn't even enter my mind. So, like, this removes a lot of the, a lot of these, like, these kind of, like, value pieces that, really don't fit in. The only times you'll get them, however, are when you're correlating them. So like Connor Zary as a one-off may be popular, but maybe the the, the, the line that he's on on Calgary isn't. And while right. Connor Zary maybe in your small field contest is 15% owned on a nine-game slate, which is fairly high, like his line may, I mean, I, 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 he was, he was like 25% owned the other night in my single entry, but, I I tried to uh, pair him with his line mates, not to one off him, because I knew right. he was going to be super popular. It didn't work I mean, out. Like if you I mean, play, I, if you I, played like Rizika, if you played Lindholm, if you played Lindholm or Kadri with Zari, with like uh, with with uh, Huber, with uh, like Weger or Anderson, like but the point mm-hmm. that I'm making is that those are the types of guys that if they show up in your lineups, like this is the concept that Jacob Harvey was talking about, like these, these one-off pieces that Mm -hmm. like you want to take advantage of the field that are playing it as a one-off by doing the reverse of playing them in the line and not as the one-off and then vice versa for the Panthers of, if you play the Panthers, if you play Kachuk, just play the Panthers one line. Don't play Mm -hmm. Kachuk as a one-off. Don't play Connor's area as a one-off. Just play Calgary's power play one unit. Right. Yeah. All right. Or you could even play him as is even strength lineup too. See right. how cheap that is. 
I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty good line too, right there. To be honest with you. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. I think that's that's smart strategy. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at the slate and I'm trying to I'm trying to think like what my favorite uh, pivot would be. You know, to to get away from Florida, if you just wanted to say I'm just going to full fade Florida, um, you know, I I would say maybe maybe Nashville um, guys like Philip Forsberg, uh, Roman Yossi, they're proje- they're projecting really well, and I would imagine that they're going to come in low lower owned. They're not going to be low owned, but lower owned than Florida. I see that we're getting a lot of Washington. Um, right. See, I mean, but this is the, what I'm showing on the screen is that if you use lineup HQ, like these, remember, hockey is similar to baseball where medians don't matter, right? These right. mean projections, you you care more about like ceiling. So, like, like yeah, for value, Grandland, Zetterland, and Hurdle are cheap as hell for San Jose and on their power play one unit. And yeah, I know that Washington is cheap in this line, but. Like, I take a look at this lineup. It's like, oh, it projects 104.51. And it's like, I wouldn't even consider playing this lineup at all. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't either, to be honest with you. Right. <laughs> and, it, you know, um, yeah, it's like San Jose always shows up kind of like at the top of the points per dollar list because they're so cheap, you know. Um, but it's like, I don't, I they don't ever possess the puck enough. Like, they have no ceiling. So, I feel like they're just not going to win you a GPP if you get if you get to like you know more than like one of them, right? Because how I do it in lineup HQ. Because remember, I'm playing seven lineups, and I'm not hand building. I'm building lineups in lineup HQ and then selecting seven of them. Right. Right. So I may right. build three hundred. So what I what I do is that I run lineups. So I'll run all these lineups. I only ran five just for time purposes. Yeah. And then see and go like, well, am I playing San Jose today? And the answer is no. So like when I go into the stacks over here, like I just, I just cross them out. I mean, I just literally, mm-hmm. right. Just like I take them out, like, nope, nothing. Right. Boom, done. Then, yep. Right. Done. Right. And then in the smaller field contests, I, I want to over correlate. The thing that I've noticed in some of the smaller field contests is that people tend to play like kind of their cash lineups. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's optimal because I'd rather just get the two teams. That's you don't have to be. The thing is put the note notepad on your, on your, on your computer that says you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. My attitude is, is that let me get the two teams to score a bunch of goals and then run me down. Feel free to run me down with all your one-offs, right? Unless there's some very high value one-off that maybe will end up, will probably end up in my lineup anyway. Right. But I mean, the other day that Connor Zary won off in, in one contest that I, I was playing was like 42% owned and he scored like three points. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm competing against one off this, one off that. And then it's like, like, no, I, well, I got Tampa Bay and I got Kucherov and Stamkos. And I like, and that line scored three goals. Like, mm-hmm. good luck, good luck finding where you, I mean, I'm just so far ahead of you. Feel free right. to find the one offs. Like of course the the obvious the, the opposite thing is true is that if Tampa Bay didn't score, I'm all the way at the bottom. But to me, in but NHL, that's okay. That's that's okay. I mean, you're still you're still doing your process is still correct. Right. You know what I mean? Like but, that, but, that's but the but bottom to, line. To me, it it seems so much harder because this is, it's very similar to baseball. Of like, okay, feel free to play eight one offs against me. Like right. good, good <laughs> luck. I mean, like I just think what right. teams are expected to score a bunch of goals. Let me find two of them, and I hope they score a bunch of goals. Because in a 100-man contest, I don't have to be perfect, right? right? So, like, that. that's why when I come in in here, I take a look at, like, the odds. So we have an odds screen here. Shows all the mm-hmm. money lines or whatever. So just I, I will look and go, okay, I'm going to look at Pittsburgh. I'm going to look at Florida. I'm going to look at Dallas. You know, Nashville minus 175. Kind of look, you know, Vegas minus 155. Kind of look at some of these. And go like, like, dude, do I have to play the Columbus Blue Jackets today? Do I have to play Anaheim today? Do I have to play Arizona? No, I don't have to play these teams. Like, I don't. I just literally don't. I just x them out. I just x them out completely. 
right? And then then right. you can take a look at the starting line. You know, this will happen in lineup HQ anyway. But I'll look and I'll look at like Nashville or something like that. And I'll look at a line and I go, people are going to be playing all these 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 Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. And I look and it's like, right, the Panthers line is, even if you play Rodriguez, like let's say people are playing, because I think the second line is going to be owned, right? But the oh, yeah. common one oh, is going to sec- be something sec- like, Second line is going to be very heavily owned. Right. But then I take a look at Nashville and I go, where's Nashville here? Uh, Nashville. Right. And I take a look. And it's like, well, Nyquist. I mean, it's a very similar to the lineup that I had earlier. a couple of slates ago of like, yep. like R- Riley, O'Reilly, Forsberg. Right. Power play one. If you get Josie in, you can. But I mean, if you don't want to play, if you want to play three of these guys without a defenseman, right? Maybe you play mm-hmm. Fabro. If you're playing guys on the first line, like Nyquist, O'Reilly, Forsberg, Fabro, right? right? Something like that. Or you could do Evangelista, right? Mm-hmm. Evangelista, O'Reilly, Forsberg, you know, like get one of these lines. And if you want to go like the line two, you could do Evangelista, Glass, Sher- Sherwood, uh, Barry. And then yep. stack that with the exp- like the the most expensive Panthers, and just go there's there's my there's my line. Well, right. So you, you so you take a chalky stack. You know you right. hear it over and over and over in DFS. Like pay attention to what you're building with the chalk line or chalk players, right? So like don't go chalk on top of chalk. So if you want to go chalk with the Panthers. You got to make sure that you are building them with a very, very, very low owned like filler lines, which I'd imagine would be like a Nashville too. You know, like don't just go, you know, chalk Panthers and then start filling in like you were talking about with chalk with chalk one offs. You know what I mean? Like you don't want right. you don't want to do that. That's a that's a that's a catch lineup. That's a catch lineup. That's not going to win you a GPP in large field or in small field. Like you gotta, you, if you want to build with some chalk, you got to get some, you got to get some low owned, some low owned lines. Right. So I'm, I'm going through them just like where, where the bigger favorites. I mean, I'm not saying you can't play Winnipeg or New Jersey. I'm just like, like, what am I looking at? I'm like, okay. I like Pittsburgh, Calgary, Vegas, Dallas, Nashville, Florida. Right. So if I, if I yep. just cut off everything like this, Right. Yeah. Pair at least yep. one defenseman with each stack line, right? We'll talk about the goalie in a second, right? So now I'm I'm telling now, dude. Maybe I don't want to play anyone on on line four, line three. I don't mind. I don't mind if they're on the power play two line. So that's fine, right? Right. Remember, this is for small field. If this was large field, I'd still include maybe the line threes or something. Right. And obviously, there's nuance, like you said, depending on the team. They have a third yep. line that gets enough ice time and stuff like that. Right. But like, right. I could just do this, right? Of course, we don't have ownership in yet. Right. I would cut off certain lower owned players, and then, like, I would build five lines based on this. Right. So now you get this. Right. This is the lineup that I'm much more likely to play: Kadri, Lindholm, Zari, with Verhage, Kachuk, Forsling, Barkov. Helbjuk, Nick, and obviously you're getting the cheap Nick Jensen that I would end up excluding because this mm-hmm. guy probably, right, this is good median value. But you take a look. I mean, even this, look at Vegas, like power, the power, basically the power play two unit for Vegas with Chalk, Florida. And you get Roman. I, I, I like that. Vegas. I like that team, at least for large field. That's a team that I would definitely like to be having in like a large field setting. Right. The pro the pro the thing that I don't like about this for small field is that I don't mind the power play two unit. It's the problem is is that Vegas's power play two unit is three guys from three different even strength lines. Right. So like right. True. So I, I tend to yeah. tend to like like I don't mind if they're on even strength lines if they're on the one unit for power play, but it just seems mm-hmm. like like I'd rather be in smaller field, I'd rather be much more correlated and just like let me get the teams and the lines right and and I'm good. And mm-hmm. we take a look. Here's another team, right? So you get Dallas, basically Dallas, Dallas two, right? Power play two, Johnston, Duchesne, Seguin, Nyquist, Forsberg, Josie, Ryan O'Reilly, 
right? This would this is much more of a large field lineup. I probably mm-hmm. don't play this in, in the smaller field contest. Right. Right. But you see, but you see, Tim, like, like these are lineups, these are players. I mean, this this is more of the type of lineups that you'd be looking at, like construction-wise. Absolutely. Mr. Gerg asks, if I X out all third liners, does that also include third liners that are on power play two or power play one? No, no. you can see here no. that that is a three right here, power play two, right? Dor Dorofayev or whatever. Right. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. So obviously yeah, there, 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 there was a little box there where Blunder, Blunder was clicking things where you, you don't click the, don't you know, you keep the PP2 box clicked on. And the, that'll right. keep the PP2 guys in your list, in, in your builds. Right. Yeah. Another thing you could do, and I know we've talked about it before, is you know using a goalie from one of your stacks. Mm-hmm. I to me, the large here is a concept from soccer. The larger the slate, the more the more likely one of the cheap goalkeepers or two of the cheap goalkeepers ends up putting up a lot of points, twenty plus points, saving all. Yeah. You don't know which one it's going to be. That's the problem. You have no clue which one that's going to be, but one of them will. So for large field contests, I think it's much more advantageous to take shots on the cheap goalkeepers. But in the hundred men, in the very small field contests, I think there's a benefit for both. If you say, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay down and try to get as many goals in my lineup as possible. And if my goalkeeper puts up four points, you can still win with a goalkeeper four points in a hundred man contest if you get the lines right that score a bunch Correct. of goals. So you could have that mentality, or you could have the mentality of I just want to get two things right. Right? Florida scores yeah. six goals and wins, and their goalkeeper maybe only puts up 12 points, but he put up 12 points. And do I need 22 points, 25 points in a hundred man contest? Maybe not. So right. I could see there being a case. For both, but in large field, Tim, I would agree with you that much more likely in large field to not play a goalie from one of my stacks and just roll roll out these cheapies and hope for the best. 
Yeah, like Sam Sam Martin Bow for the Canadians uh, going up against Calgary is going to be fairly popular tonight because Calgary uh, they just shoot the puck like from low danger areas. They just put up what's called you know like just weak weak shot attempts, like low low danger attempts. So that really helps the floor of any goalie that goes up against them. Uh, but still, Calgary's favored to win the game. But uh, Mottenbaugh is going to get a lot of volume. A t- like, he's going to get a ton of volume. Uh, so he's going to be probably a pretty popular choice. And I think he's in the low sevens for price. So he's going to be – he's definitely going to be a guy that people take shots on today in, in, in all contest types, I would imagine. Yeah, he's, he's 7,400. He's 7,400. So I'd, he's going to be a pretty popular goalie, goalie choice today. But, I mean, take a look at this lineup. I mean, this lineup – I would play this lineup. I would Football definitely Bragi, lineup. Forsling, Kachuk with the Kadri, Pospisil, whatever, Hazari. You pay yep. for Carlson in the defender spot. You play the Calgary goalkeeper, and it's all correlated. And 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 you're probably you're you're going to get a lot of leverage going up against who's likely going to be a popular goalie, right? You're going up against that Montreal goalie that I was just talking right. about. So I mean, like that if if that line goes off, not only you kill, not only you you know going up with your stack you're killing a lot of the canadian goalie ownership which is going to be i would imagine fairly high today now if we take off florida like i'm going to take out florida right mm-hmm. and now maybe add some other favorites so like maybe add Bo- add uh, yeah add boston any any other teams that you'd be targeting outside of the ones that i already have selected do you have you do have Washington selected, right? No, I don't have Washington selected. As I yeah. said, I mean, obviously they could be one-offs, but should I should I right. put in Washington? It, it's tough because they're projecting really well, but I I don't think it's really that good of a spot for them. But add them anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what? Don't add Washington. Add Tampa Bay. Okay, don't add Washington, but add Tampa Bay. Okay, because yeah, you could play the Lightning. Any, I, I mean, to me, the Lightning are always in play, no matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so let's try that. Let's try this. Let's try this. Okay, with no Florida. So basically, we're taking out Florida. So now we're trying to find like a contrarian lineup. I'm just going to build right. five, just for. Uh, I'm yep. I'm going to pair the goalie, small field. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do that. For some, so here we go. Like this. These. This. It's funny. Like outside of Nick Jensen, these are the types of, I was. The two teams I was looking at the most were Dallas and Nashville. Yeah, I would imagine that J- Jason Robinson is going to be fairly popular just because his price is just so low. Jason Robinson is usually like a mid-7s to 8K player. He just hasn't had the results this year, so his price keeps coming down. But in terms of how he projects, he still projects you know pretty strong. So he, he might end up being a somewhat popular choice today, but but I don't think the line will be. I'm gonna add so so we we could put this in because we get that that value twenty five hundred dollar defender. I'm gonna make mm-hmm. it so that we don't get those. So I'm gonna okay. say less than one defender who has has less than three thousand salary. Right, something like that. You can even do thirty five hundred, okay. whatever, wherever your cutoff is. Right. Yep. Right, so then let's see what happens. Let's see. We'll build five lineups just to have it run something. Normally, I'd build 100, 200, 300, and you know, take a break. Right. So basically, you get Lindell on the third on the third pair. Mm-hmm. So you get you still get the still the same Dallas, but I'm just saying, like I'd run. I'd much rather play a thirty-seven hundred dollar guy, a three K guy that that correlates with my line than playing some one-off $2,500 guy from some other team. Like if it's a $2,500 defender from the team that I already have three guys, he just happens right. to be on the third defensive pair. Like to me, that's so much better than some yes. random, random defender. But here's a, here's a Tampa Paul Kucherov point. Right. And then you play yep. basically the Calgary power play to you. Like this would be something for large field, but not something that I would probably play in because that I'm is not a, a good big, team. I'm not though. a big fan of playing the third line of Calgary 
in like a that's a, like a that's a that's a pretty good third line though. That's like that's a that's a legit third line. So that's not that's not a bunch of scrubs. So right. that's that's a pretty good team actually. Maybe something in the forty dollar one, but maybe not the two twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But you see how you could use lineup HQ. I mean, I obviously Tim, you know this, but just yeah. for the people that are, it is cool. Know. It's cool to watch, though. I mean, it's you know because I'm not I'm not building out three hundred. I usually build out like ten, you know, and then start like kind of like you know mulling it over. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not making three hundred, you know, ever really. <laughs> Because so. Tim, the next the next step after this is that once you construct, you know, what types of lineups that you're looking at, what teams you're looking at, I won't only do like a hundred percent. I'll like I'll shift and go depending on ownership. Like ANS Comedy asks, does RG have a top stack tool for NHL? We do. We do. Right? We it's not out yet, yep. but I mean, we do. It's not out. Yep. Right. But I will look it, at that and it, go. Well, I want more of the underowned stacks versus the overowned stacks. And then when you build, when you finally build your 300 that I'm going to pick seven from, I start cutting them out and trimming based on ownership. So it's like a right. lineup that projects for eight points lower that's higher owned, I just get rid of. So I just curtail all of that. And then from a diversity standpoint, I try to mix and match, right? If I say I'm going to be playing, you know, Dallas, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Florida, but maybe I only have Florida in like, I want to make sure I'm playing Florida with something weird, right? Florida yeah. weird. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want the high projected one. I want a lower owned right. Florida stack yeah. lineup, but like the, the Calgary stack, like maybe I don't, I, I could play Calgary with, with the pay power play one of Nashville, even though that's owned because in tandem, it's fine. So like just looking through when I play seven lineups, it's very rare that I'm playing like, oh, I'm playing Dallas in four lineups and I'm playing Nashville in three lineups. And in, and out of the four Dallas lineups, I've, I've Nashville on the other side of those. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm playing seven lineups of like the same two teams. So I tend to build seven lineups and diversify where I may only play one combination of Dallas Nashville, but I will play Nashville with Boston, Nashville with Florida, then Dallas with Florida, Dallas with bought like Dallas with Pittsburgh, you know, like mm-hmm. where I'm only having one combination, even though half my lineups may have Dallas or Nashville at, or Calgary or something like that. Like, but that that's all in your own personal preference. You can feel free to build. If you wanted tonight to build seven, like if I wanted to build seven Florida lineups and then like pair them yeah. with like, St. Louis or right or Buffalo or something like that. That's probably not going to be that owned. You right. can do that. You you Absolutely. can do that. Yeah. This is going to be a funny slate with Florida just sitting there at ten thirty Eastern, two and a half hours after every other game has started, just sitting there. Like if you're winning all the money at at ten o'clock Eastern, you I don't know. <laughs> you'll be you'll be fading a lot of skaters. At that 10.30 hour. <laughs> Anus Comedy asks, what's the best vomit stacks for today? I mean, Washington project, projects the best from that. Standpoint. They do. I was surprised to see them project that well. Um, yeah, Washington is probably a good vomit stack. Uh, I think... Um, I don't think they're really a vomit stack, to be honest with you. Um, I think they're pretty, I think they're pretty decent value. Uh, well, uh, I, I think St. Louis, we saw what they did the other night against Colorado. My word, they put up like eight goals. No, I yeah, don't think unfortunately gonna... I had a lot of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to go back to them. Um, so yeah, they're cheap I, I enough. Think... You can, you can play, you can play like yeah. Shen. Uh, Bushnevich, Kiru, and Krug, or something right. like that together. Yeah. Right. Yep. You could pair them. You could pair St. Louis and Florida. Mm-hmm. That that would be a team that you could pair with Florida, definitely. Right. Um, I'm I'm curious. I'm kind of looking at like um high salary teams that are like good, just like 
you know, pivots away from Florida too, like Boston. I bet goes Boston, pretty under. Boston, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay, right? I mean, the, I would imagine that. Players. I would imagine Boston and Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay are going to go way under owned tonight. Uh, if you just want to say, I'm just going to fade Florida, but I need, but I still need, uh, you know, raw points, right? So Boston, Pittsburgh, right? Because you're not, you're not going to. I mean, I'm assuming Pasternak and Gunsel and and Kucherov and those guys. Are, I mean, they're going to be owned. They're going to be contest. Yeah, they're still they're still going to be owned, but not not to the, the degree of the Florida guys. Right. Somewhere mm-hmm. in the four, probably somewhere four to eight percent, like somewhere in that range. Probably right. not double digits. I would imagine not. Maybe maybe Pasternak. He always. I mean, he is the t- Pasternak is the top projected skater on the slate. So he he might he might get to double digits, but Cooch but Cooch uh, won't. I mean, Cooch is cheaper. Cooch, yeah, Cooch might get squeezed. Uh, for a guy like Forsberg might get squeezed. Um, uh, Jake Gensel, I I always really like playing him a lot. Um, so, but I I would imagine you know just Kachuk is going to be super super. I mean, he's going to be like the highest stone skater i would imagine by quite a bit i mean another line that may another line that may not be very owned at all is the is the one line for for vegas mm-hmm. like eichel eichel marshield or whatever i mean i'm i just only because of price i mean like they're they're practically if you stack their power play one line like that's essentially the same price as florida right yep yep no, that, there's definitely ways that you can that you can pivot away from Florida. Not that I'm recommending that, but I mean, we we saw the two wins that the Sharks have had. It's because uh, Mackenzie Blackwood has completely just stolen the game for them. The Sharks should be zero and thirteen, and the only reason that they're two and eleven is because Blackwood has been amazing. Okay, and stopped like forty three shots. You know, so. Um, you know they're 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 such a tremendously horrible team that the only way that they can win is if they get really really lucky from their goalie, and that's they've done it twice. So, ANS comedy ask any consideration of playing Florida in the late game to keep the optionality for late swap, but optionality to what? There's only one game, right? There is no. You there be is swapping no any. I mean, what are you swapping? You're gonna. I'm gonna leave six thousand on the table and swap to San Jose. Like there's right. The the only thing you can do. Is go to San Jose, which is that's going to be a tough scene for you. I could, right? Uh, so um, there really is no late swap options because Florida and San Jose, ten thirty. That's it. Uh, we also have the the fantasy pick'em tool for Prize Picks and Underdog for uh, for hockey, in addition to the prop model that I used. I just use the prop model for my NHL props, and I just I wait for the tool to update and. I just bang them all out and I'm done. And then on average, I I make money. It's not complicated, right? <laughs> it, it is and not. The only thing that I, I have to say about the block shots props, be aware of how high variant they are. So a lot of times mm-hmm. you will be taking block shop unders that are plus money. You don't have to hit them at more than 50. Like, I mean, dude, I'm taking block shot props that sometimes are plus 145. Like, dude, if you're over four, you you get those fifty percent of the time, you're you're raking in the money. I mean, so like, you're not gonna win them as often as you think. And there also there are some block shot props that you're taking at minus two hundred. That really should be minus three fifty. So you're not making as much on them. So if you put down a hundred and you're only getting you know forty five dollars, like. Like you should only be getting twenty eight, but you're getting forty five. So like you'll win those a lot, and it feels like oh I didn't really win my one. You know you place a twenty dollar bet and it's like I won like six dollars. Is what's it's what's still it's still it's still plus EV right at, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, so what other content Tim is coming out today for for NHL? So we'll have Taylor Ezel's uh, um, uh, daily slate summary article. Um, we'll have expert survey. 
Um, we'll have the top stacks tool and ownership percentages done probably around two to three Eastern time. And that's about it. And even if you, if you want to use the NHL projections and do work on your own, we have the stat level projections available for download. So you could just, those are, those are, those are really great. I use those to make my, uh, uh, shot prop bets sometimes. So sometimes you see a really big difference between what we have projected and what Vegas has projected. And I try to take advantage of that. Right. So you don't have to necessarily look at our prop model. You could just download the projections and do whatever the hell you want with them. You right. The slate summary, yep. expert survey, the stack value. I mean, everything, everything's here just like any other sport. Uh, yep. I enjoy reading Taylor's slate summary. Right. Yep. To get Taylor's it. Especially I'm, since I'm still learning the team. I, I'm, yep. Since the last time you were on, Tim, I tend to know who's on what team now a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, Taylor is incredibly sharp and incredibly successful in the NHL DFS, so he's a really good article to read. You know what the most important place to be, though, for NHL DFS? NHL Discord. Absolutely. It absolutely and absolutely is. And to, to be fair, so good. to be fair, on the, the Roto-Grinders Discord, some channels – tend to sometimes be train wrecks right right uh with people yelling at each other arguing over stuff the NHL we don't we don't we, we don't allow that we don't allow no, the that NHL channel feels like a fan people are talking about their kids and stuff yeah. but the most important part is nhl tim i don't even have a tweet deck column for right that to me that is the biggest compliment of how useful the NHL Discord channel is, because we I don't do even all feel the, a need. We to... do all the work for you. We right. do all it's the like, work for you. Why am I even yeah. bothering to look? Anything you don't that's even have worthwhile, to look. right? Because yeah. also, I don't understand what's worthwhile and what's not. So sometimes I may see something of, oh, this line is changing to that, and I go, does that mean I can't play this guy or that guy? It's like, dude, if it wasn't right. even posted in the Discord, like it, it doesn't. Like oh the bottom two pa- the bottom two pairs of some underdog has changed. It's like I'm not playing that team. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Dane, Dane or myself or Taylor are in there all the time and can answer any question any any time. It's it is such a helpful tool. It's 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 really nice. It's a good rotogrinders.com/discord. Dean says in the chat that he got yelled at for dropping a gif in the channel. Are you you're he, not allowed? D- to Dean shows Dean shows up once a month. And thinks it's his his channel. I mean, it's like get out of here, Dean. You know, <laughs> he he's not doing anything. He's not providing any service to anyone. Just wasting everyone's time. At least I go in there and I I post like uh, yeah, you you ask actual NHL DFS questions. Dean's right. in there dro- dropping Simpsons gifts into our chat <laughs> for no for no reason. I don't even know what he's doing in there. So right. I'm asking questions that I'm not sure are stupid or not. I'm just like, well, with this guy, being well, you're, on that probably, line, you're asking that questions guy. that probably other people that just started playing are wondering themselves. Dean right. is just in there, you know, to ruin our discord. So uh, I guess Dean says he was trying to have fun. I guess. No, they're not no in there. Serious... In our... dude, dude, there's no I've fun in, in our discord, Dean. I've been in that discord <laughs> that since the start of the season. You know how many people have won fifty or a hundred thousand dollars? It's it's a lot. It's a lot. We had another. We had another ten k winner last night on that two game right. slate. Yeah, right. A lot of sharp players are in there, and all people I recognize oh, yeah. from other sports. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. This, it's this is a really. Great, these, these are these are. I mean, if you look on the top top uh, hockey leaderboard, I mean, you, like yeah. the top twenty, you'll find like five or six in our district. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a really great channel. Okay, so join that. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. We got uh, we got NBA stuff today. We got NHL. We, there's not much going on today, but uh, we got the props and pick them stuff. If you want that, hit that like button. Hit the stummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. You can catch Tim in the Discord. If you have any NHL questions, ask him, ask Taylor, ask Dane. Join us there. Have fun on this nine-game NHL slate tonight, tomorrow, of Alex Santion with an NFL Week 11 preview, answering all of your questions, right? Questions at theoryofdfs.com if you want to send those into the mailbag. And I'll be back, as I am always, when weekdays.
11 o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. 